from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, security gang. Welcome to this Wednesday, December 14th, 2022. We've got a packed show in the last 24 hours since yesterday's broadcast. So much has happened. We've got a ton of stories to talk about on this morning's show, including uh, the FBI's InfraGuard hacked, NSA outs China, a patch Tuesday recap, and a significant one across the board. And that's where we'll kick off this morning's show. But before we do that, please make sure to subscribe to our podcast, share it, comment, let it, let me know what you're drinking this morning for, for your coffee. You know, people have different seasonal drinks, right? Like in the summer, people like cold coffee in the winter people like, you know, I don't know. December kind of seems to be like a pumpkin slash peppermint type of uh, uh, beverage. Whatever you're drinking this morning, put it in the comments to let me know. Would love to kind of get feedback as to what y'all are enjoying. Let's get into that. But before we do, my traditional though, I don't change. I mean, why change something that works so well? My double espresso coffee cup. Cheers. Pack Cho, very little time. Let's start with our Patch Tuesday recap where Microsoft plugs a window hole that's being exploited in ransomware attacks. The major Windows update that was made by Microsoft to address a security feature bypass that's already being exploited in a global ransomware attack. The address that lets malicious actors use rigged files to evade the MOTW, the Mart of the Web Defenses. An attacker can craft a malicious file that would evade Mark of the Web Defenses, resulting in a limited loss of integrity and availability of security features such as protected view in Microsoft Office which rely on the MOTW tagging, according to the Microsoft barebone documentation of the issue. The security defect CVE 2022-4469-8 is marked as publicly disclosed and exploited, adding to the urgency for Windows fleet administrators to prioritize this month's patch. The uh, Security Week understands that uh, threat actors linked to the notorious Magnabar ransomware group have been exploiting this to bypass bug and data theft and extortion attacks. Microsoft's also calling special attention to CVE 2022-44710, a privilege escalation flaw affecting the DirectX graphics kernel. Uh, Microsoft describes the bug as a race condition issue that's already been been publicly disclosed. An attacker could successfully exploit this vulnerability, could gain system privileges, according to them. There's a barrage of other patches, including VMware patching the VM escape flaw that's being exploited in the GeekPawn event. On Tuesday, they shipped the urgent patch to fix a trio of security problems in multiple software products, including the v- the virtual machine escape bug that's being exploited at the Geek Pond 2022 Hacking Challenge. CVE 2022-31705 was exploited by Ant Security's researchers Yi Hao Yang on systems running fully patched VMware Fusion, ESXi, and Workstation product. This exploit took top prize. Um, in a security bulletin Tuesday, VMware slapped a CVSS severity rating of 9.3 and warned that a malicious actor with local administrative privileges on a virtual machine may exploit this issue to execute code as the virtual machine's VMX process running on the host. VMware documented the bug as a heap out-of-bounds write vulnerability in the USB 2.0 controller. There's also another set of fixes for VMware. You want to get those patched. For those that still use Adobe, They've patched 38 flaws in their enterprise software products. Adobe said that 33 of the flaws in the IEM cloud service 
and warn the risk of a serious attack. Successful exploitation could result in arbitrary code execution and security feature bypass, according to the documentation. In a separate bulletin, Adobe said it fixed a privilege escalation issue in the Adobe Campaign Classic product and urged Windows and Linux users to apply these updates uh, immediately. Um, the Adobe patches come on the same day as VMware has also done this and Microsoft as well. One key thing with all of these is if you're able to just have an auto update, that's that's key. You obviously don't want to auto update servers, right? That That's completely different. But if you can auto update your endpoints, you definitely um, are able to address that. Now we'll move to the ICS patch Tuesday. The industrial giants Siemens and Schneider Electric addressed over 140 vulnerabilities combined. As usual, Siemens released far more advisories and addressed far more vulnerabilities. As specifically, the company released 20 new advisory uh, advisories addressing roughly 140 security holes. One of the advisories informs customers about patches for more than 80 open SSL and open SSH vulnerabilities affecting its Scalands X200 RNA switches. The CVE mentioned in the advisory ranges between 2003 and 2019. This is the only advisory with an overall severity rating of critical. The same switches are also affected by six medium and high severity vulnerabilities that can be exploited for cross-site scripting, denial of service, and session hijacking. In addition, Siemens informed customer that some of its products are impacted by two recently patched open SSL vulnerabilities tracked to CVE 2022-3602-3786. One was critical and was later downgraded there as well. Schneider Electric released three new advisories covering six vulnerabilities. The most important advisories covers four critical and high severity flaws affecting the APC Easy UPS online monitoring software. Exploitation could lead to remote code execution, privilege escalation, or authentication bypass. So all of those need to be addressed in critical infrastructure. AWS also fixed a vulnerability affecting their container image repository. The new vulnerability affecting a website for finding and sharing public container images, uh, foundational files containing code that runs on IT infrastructure, the website, the Elastic, uh, the Elastic Container Register, uh, public is a popular gallery where companies like NGINX, Ubuntu, Amazon Linux, and HashiCorp publish container images for public consumption and usage. Gafnit Amiga, director of security research at Lightspin, discovered the vulnerability on the site that allows attackers to delete, update, and create ECR public images, layers, and tags and registries and repositories that belong to other AWS accounts. They can poison images this way. This vulnerability has now been patched by AWS, but there is a, an entire blog post about this um, by um, the research team here. My recommendation right now is to go in and check if you've used any of these images, if any of them could have potentially been poisoned, uh, just to make sure that you're uh, covering yourself there. Apple patched a zero-day vulnerability that's being exploited against iPhones. You know, 400 and some odd episodes of this show have been doing it for now three years. Um, I haven't talked about Apple as much because we didn't have to until recently. Showing you what's going on there uh, with Apple's kind of like software bunker. I, I don't think it's there anymore. Um, Apple on Tuesday published 10 advisories describing vulnerabilities affecting its products, including a zero-day that has been exploited against iPhone. Users, Apple announced on November 30th that an advisory for iOS 16.1.2 would be released in the coming days. The advisory is published two weeks later on Patch Tuesday, and it's unclear why the tech giant waited so long to make the information public. According to the company, the flaw CVE 2022-42856 is a type confusion infecting the web 
browser engine and attacker could exploit the vulnerability for arbitrary code execution by getting the targeted user to access a specially crafted website. Apple is aware of the report and are updating. You want to make sure you get your iPhones and iPads and Mac OS all updated today. Again, if you can just have the auto update run either before people start working during lunch breaks, whatever the case may be, or even at the end of the day um, would be sufficient. Brian Krebs broke this story yesterday, and what a story it is. The FBI's touted info-sharing network, InfraGuard, uh, had its database breached, and that entire 80,000-member database go up for sale on cybercrime forums. While the threat actors responsible are communicating directly with members through the InfraGuard portal online using a new account under the assumed identity of a financial industry CEO that was vetted by the FBI itself. The relatively new cybercrime form that was breached featured a bombshell new sales thread, the user database for InfraGuard, including names and contact information for tens of thousands of InfraGuard members. The program is supposed to be a vetted who's who's of key people in private sector roles involving most cyber and physical securities, a companies that manage most of the nation's critical infrastructure, including drinking water and power utilities, communications and financial services firms, transportation and manufacturing companies, healthcare providers, and nuclear energy firms. InfraGuard connects critical infrastructure owners, operators, stakeholders with the FBI to provide education, networking, and information sharing. Uh, Krebs on security contacted the seller on the InfraGuard database, a breach forum member who uses the handle USDOD, whose avatar is the seal of the Department of Defense. They said that they gained access by applying for a new account using the name, social security number, date of birth, and other, other personal details of a chief executive officer at a company that was highly likely to be granted InfraGuard membership. The CEO in question, currently the head of a major U.S. financial corporation that has a direct impact on the credit worthiness of most Americans, did not respond to a request for comments. Oh, man. Krebs um, also says that their phony application was submitted in November and that the application included a contact email address that they controlled, but also the CEO's real mobile phone number. When he registered, they said that to be approved, it takes at least three months, and they weren't expecting to be approved that quick, but they were. Um, so, um, there's that. And then they essentially, the USDOD said InfraGuard user data was made easy, easily available via API that is built into several key components of the website to help InfraGuard members connect and communicate with each other. Uh, InfraGuard membership was once, uh, they had their InfraGuard membership approved. They asked a friend to code a script in Python to query the API and retrieve all available data. And they've done just that the InfraGuard member who's the head of security at a major U.S. technology firm confirmed receipt of the USDOD's message, but asked to remain anonymous for this story. They started messaging people within the InfraGuard uh, platform as well. Um, we'll see how the FBI um, answers to this here shortly. And the NSA outs China over exploiting the Citrix ADC and Gateway Zero Day vulnerability. Um, the NSA said that a threat actor tracked as APT5 has been actively exploiting a zero-day flaw um, in Citrix application delivery controller and gateway to take over affected systems. The critical remote code execution vulnerability identified as CVE 2022-27518 could allow an unauthenticated attacker to execute commands remotely and vulnerable devices to seize control. Successful exploitation, however, requires that the Citrix ADC or gateway appliance is misconfigured as a SAML or SAML IDP. The following supported versions are affected by this vulnerability, uh, including Citrix uh, 13.0 or before, 12.1, and 
and then the ADC 12.1 FIPS and uh, 12.1 NDCPP. Um, any versions 13.1 are not impacted. The company also said there's no workaround available beyond disabling SAML authentication or upgrading to the new build. APT5, a, a malicious Chinese uh, acting group that works on behest of the Chinese Communist Party, has been targeting uh, um, a whole slew of people. These attacks also entail the abuse of the Pulse Secure VPN devices, um, and they've got significant capabilities there. The NSA uh, outing this, by the way, folks, just lets us know that they are, um, um, they're just right in on it. Um, <laughs> and if, if we're not patching, um, if, if we're not doing the basics and security, we're, we're bound uh, to unfortunately join uh, this list here um, at some point. So that's that. Pack show, we've gone way over time. So I want to thank you all for sticking with me extra. A lot of stuff going on. Make sure you get your systems patched. Buy some pizza and beer for your patching teams and your vulnerability management teams uh, right before the holiday here. Spoil them just a little bit more. Um, and if they don't like pizza, get them sushi. I don't know. Whatever it is, just take care of those guys uh, and teams that have our backs as leaders to ensure that we don't uh, that we address these vulnerabilities spot on. That's it for our show. We'll be back tomorrow to wrap up this week before we head into the holidays. Have a great rest of your day. Happy hump day and stay cyber safety. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.